Hello and welcome back to uh, another episode of Loose Change. Uh, it's Basil and Stefan today. Hey guys. Um, so the, the 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 gang I guess isn't here today, but no. that's okay because um, today's episode is kind of different. It's very special. Um, it's kind of um, well. So today I guess <laughs> okay. So basically today we're kind of talking about. Um, how it all started for Stefan and I and kind of how we got into real estate and what we did um, almost like eight months ago now, something like that. Um, so it's so it's a little bit different than the other ones. The other ones we were kind of talking more about um, like just actual mindset and stuff like that. And today we're kind of actually talking about the things we did to story get into... Story time? Yeah, sto- more, yeah, to get it like... Yeah. yeah, it is, I guess, more story time, I would say. Yeah. Um, How's your week, though? We'll start uh, with that. Yeah, this has been the craziest week of my life, uh, I would say, just because, uh, man, like, uh, I'm applying for jobs uh, since I'm graduating this year, uh, so it's been, like, crazy on that front, like, crazy with assignments, but honestly, I'm surprised I made it through, and I'm just, like, happy, like, now that we're on reading week, I actually got time to focus on, you know, Capstone and, you know, you guys as well, so I'm excited. What about your week? Um, my week wasn't bad. Work was pretty shitty though, not gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um I literally just I spent a whole day printing once on Wednesday. Damn. And then I had two nine to five meetings. They're paying you how much just to be a printer, eh? No, it's not worth it though. It's not <laughs> worth it. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. My week wasn't too bad. Yeah, like today like I think this week in terms of maybe in inter- like actually like jo- like like Offers on properties and actual yeah. viewings and stuff. I think this has probably been one of the more productive weeks. Uh, we had three offers put in this week. Three, on three offers on three different places put in this week alone. Yeah, it, like we're it, definitely. It yeah. definitely needs to go up more though. Yeah, it needs to go up more. But yeah, so we're um, this week was this week was productive on the on the wholesale and kind of just actually like putting out offers and viewings and stuff wise. Um, so I guess we'll start off with with our journey. Um, yeah. If you want to go ahead, because you start off a little bit before me, so you kind of start off. Yeah. In real estate. So so I'll actually I'll actually bring my journey back a little bit because uh like like it's been a lot of growth and mindset changing just to even stumble onto real estate. So I'll actually go back to my first year of university. So uh uh like I was in medical sciences. So I thought my whole life, you know, I wanted to be a doctor, you know, because like growing up, you know, my parents have always been like, hey, Stefan, you know, doctor, 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 you know, and also just like the things I studied, you know, I was, I was very in, interested in like, you know, watching surgeries and stuff like that, especially, mm-hmm. you, you know, for a really bright science kid. Fast forward you ever to- watch Grey's Anatomy? Oh, of course, yo, like, like uh, my whole first year of uni was all that Grey's Anatomy. That cry yeah. all the time, all the yo, time. What season did you, did you, have you finished every season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. when, uh, when George O'Malley died and then yeah. they found out that he had cancer. <laughs> okay, yo, yo, okay, spoilers, man. Man, if Jeez. you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy already, you suck, but <laughs> anyways. I, oh, so, that episode but, was crazy. But essentially, you know, so, uh, uh, I was in medical sciences. I thought I wanted to be a doctor, um, and I quickly found out that that's that was not where my heart was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how I found this was, so I used to like you know I had a thirty calculus. I missed every single were, oh, yeah yeah like I missed a thirty calc like you, you know like like it was you know regimented. Um, the other thing is there was one time where it was like two or three a.m. in the morning. Like I, I I was in residence at the time, so I go out to kind of like like heat up like a like I think a pizza pocket or something like that, and so. I walk it into like the lounge area, right? <clears throat> and take it in. This is like around like 3 a.m. This is like late into the night. 
like I see a group of like three or four, like, you know, like uh, girls on, uh, uh, who are on the floor and they were just studying the biology textbook. Right. So me being like a student, like, uh, like, like freaked out. I was like, yo, like, do we have a test mark? Because essentially like uh, at the residence I was in, the whole floor was people on in medical sciences. Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. means I'm like, hey, if, if these guys are studying for then an exam at 3 a.m., then clearly I should be <laughs> studying. Right. Studying, yeah. So I started freaking out. I, I was like, yo, like, you know, like I'll go study right now. I'll go bring my books, whatever. They're like, yeah, you know, no, like we're actually just re- reading the book, the book the textbook for fun i was like <laughs> i was like what for fun at, th- yeah, at, at like 2 or 3 a.m like they're just chilling you know studying this textbook and and it made me think i'm like okay what am i doing for fun you know i, I when it's 2 a.m 3 a.m like where where's my head at mm-hmm. right and that's when i started to like deep dig deep down and i realized that i was like you know on forbes like lo- lo- looking at different businesses you know analyzing different stocks right i was looking at you know how to build a company you know how to be yeah. better with, uh, with money, and this was like this was like the the first little step where I was like, okay, clearly, um, my you're interested heart, in something exactly, to do with that. yeah. So fast forward to that summer where I, I had the chance to run my own contracting business through uh, Student Works Painting. Uh, shout and out Riley! Shout out, shout out Riley! <laughs> uh, and what happened there was uh, I had one day where like uh, like. Things got so busy that I ended up getting into a horrible car accident, and uh, but thank God I'm alive. I, I survived that. But mm-hmm. shortly after, you know, uh, that next day, like my whole body was still in pain, and I remember I was still getting like calls from my clients, being like, "Yo, hey Stefan, where you at? Like, can we, you know, when's our job gonna get done?" And I was like, "Like, guys, I just I had a car accident just so yesterday." So student works painting for anyone who doesn't know is basically like they Western does like a little program where they get you to kind of have your own business and it's a painting company right like yes, right yeah, so so yeah. you basically are now your own contractor yeah you're yeah. a contractor you're a painting contractor and then that's and then you just basically get a team and then from there you just get your yeah. job Man, so so that was one of the craziest times of my life. Like I was an eighteen-year-old kid, you know, running my first business. Yeah. You know, very uh, very tough. Like uh, like one of my workers was like twice my age, like like thirty-six <laughs> years old. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy, right? And the next day, that's when I had one of the life-changing days of my entire life. So this was like the day after like the accident. Like I'm in pain, I'm recovering. So I woke up that morning and like, you know, I, I used to have this crew manager. Uh, I think his name was Kyle, right? So I woke up, I'm like, yo, hey, Kyle, listen. Uh, so I can't, I can't come in, you know, and, uh, and work today. I can't work, uh, work the job sites, but you know, we've done this, you know, for the past couple of months, I want you to go to this person, the, the, this client's paint, this, 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 pick up, you know, all these, uh, all these workers, make sure at 6 PM, like both yeah. projects are done essentially. Yeah. Right. So fast forward, you know, uh, so Kyle was like, yep, yep. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, okay, Stefan, uh, I think I got it. I'll pick up this. I'll do this. I'll make sure, you know, I, I, I get the paints. We clean up. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh damn. Okay. So he just, he just listened. Right. So I spent the whole day relaxing. I was like, yo, like, like this was the most relaxing day I had all summer because I was working like 80 to hundred hour weeks, yeah. just back to back to back, just awesome. slapping it up. Yeah. Right. Essentially. 4 p.m. rolls around. I get a text. Hey, Stefan, are you free for a call? I'm like, okay. You know, I said call me at six when everything's done. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, so six o'clock. Something happened, right? Nah, nah. Actually, no, that's what, probably what you're thinking. In your yeah, head. yeah. Like something. Yeah, like exactly. Something is like something happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, like, like there must be something wrong. But actually, he calls and he's like, yeah. So Stefan, uh, we painted this. We did this project. We uh, we like spoke to the client. Client's really happy. He, she loves the work, right? And uh, we have both checks for you. I was like, wait, what? You mean like I just essentially woke up this morning, gave a call to a guy. He went and basically did all the work that I was supposed to do. 
I paid him what he, what, uh, what he deserved, but then yeah. I made like a grand or two grand off of that. I was like, whoa, you know, that's when I f- found out about leverage. And yeah. like leverage is the concept or the idea that you can actually utilize other people's resources to grow your own business or to like, you know, uh, push your own motives. Yeah. So that was the one thing I learned that day that I was, I was like, okay, clearly like if I can go a whole day where I just slept, I relaxed and I still made money, like clearly there's a way to replicate this. Yeah. So fast forward till, you know, uh, that, that September and I essentially dropped out of all my courses in medical <laughs> sciences. Uh, without telling my parents, by the way, so very very scary. But yeah, uh, uh, but I was able to do it uh, just because like the girl I was dating at the time, Rose. She basically like helped me through throughout that and helped me through that tr- transitionary period. Mm-hmm. And that is when I switched into like actuarial science and like math and getting into like business and finance. But it was after seeing that you can it, like in business, I was like, okay, my parents want me to be a doctor, but what if I buy a hospital? employ like a hundred doctors isn't that you know another way to kind of be a doctor well no technically you know? you're not a doctor but then i was like okay so but I mean, then but then i but the then i own thing. i own the hospital but are you a doctor though no but i own the hospital you're not a doctor. even better but i own the <laughs> I goddamn know. hospital anyways right so that was like my mind opening up to business so fast forward, uh, that year was also one of like my most brokest years financially, just because uh, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, like medical sciences does not teach you anything about like money. Nothing teaches you about money. Exactly. Like even business bar doesn't teach you about money. Yeah. I don't know, okay. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. But. but like essentially, I I did not learn anything uh, about money. So like second year, I like I was I was just financially messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. And it got to a point where, you know, like, uh, like I, I was actually like looking at London food banks, you know, and stuff like that, where, where I was like, okay, like, like I need, to, I can't even properly budget for like my food. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I hit this rock bottom where I was like, <laughs> so this is what like real brokenness feels like. And you, you realize that when you're broke that it actually costs a lot more to be broke. You know, like, uh, especially like I remember when I got my first NSF fee, like a non-sufficient funds fee, it's like, holy, like the bank charges you $48 for not having money in your account. And I was like, <laughs> what? like, wait, what? Like, like there's a fee for being broke. And um, <clears throat> that's when I, I decided, okay, I need to change things. Like, like something woke up inside me. I found my why and I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I never have to go through what my parents went through. I have to make sure I never have to experience yeah. what helplessness feels like. Because that, that is essentially where I, I was at. And, and that was like when I first got the real fire under me to be let's like change. So I started uh, researching different businesses, right? You know, so, so of course I went through a number, a number of businesses. But fast forward to uh, I also started working at TD that, that exact year. And in working at the bank, you start. Uh, you see a lot of people who don't have money, but you also see some people who do have money, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's where I was able to quickly learn and see. Okay, the people who do have money, what are they spending their money on? You know, mm-hmm. what are they actually like saving their money for, right? And in just working at TD, I started to like not only be aware of like all the products that like the bank offers and stuff like that, which which now both both of you yeah. like were aware, but then I also learned that okay, like rich people they actually spend on luxuries last right right that was like one key lesson i learned like for example like if you have money right you don't go and and ball out on like a pair of jays that you actually don't need you spend on what you need first and then once you whatever is left over that is what you spend on on your luxury mm-hmm. items yeah for a lot of like broke people it's the other way around you're like okay you spend on what you want first 
and then whatever is left and is like if okay you have if you have anything left oh, then oh good. you know let me pay rent <laughs> you know yeah let, let right? me see if i can pay rent <laughs> yeah exactly so just like those those small tips and then fast forward to uh uh this guy i met at the bank uh who was uh, like a real estate investor but I, I didn't really know it at the time i didn't know what real estate investing was but i he just had a lot of zeros <laughs> you know the man just had a lot of zeros right so i was like okay let me actually just backtrack and see how this this man made his money. And essentially, I found out that it was through like investing in like you know various real estate projects, commercial real estate, and, and owning a lot of like you know uh, small strip plazas or like you know strip malls. And I was like, okay, this is not the first time I've been reading up and hearing about real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. Like I, I was like, okay, what is real estate? You know, yeah. and that's when you know uh, I started working with uh, this uh, different business partner named Nate. At the time, we were trying to do real estate development, but for anyone who's tried to go into real estate development, there is so <laughs> it is not there easy. is it is not easy. There are so many variables. There are like so many points at where like the entire project can fall apart. Like financing, the land doesn't you know uh, uh, isn't good. Like brownfield land. Like like there was one land where we were we were looking at, and we found out that there was um, hazardous or radioactive waste on it after the fact. You know, which which so which clearly, yeah, 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 you you, you can't build it. on, you know, yeah. because it wouldn't pass any. Uh, no, yeah, no exactly. Safety will allow that. So then, fast forward uh, uh, after working in the bank a little bit, that's when that's where I met Basil. So I met Basil at the bank, and uh, yeah, uh, do you want to pick up the story from here? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so before, like for me, I guess I didn't understand anything about. Okay, so before I started at the bank, so I I went through a phase where um, I just thought that like, oh, if you have a grand or two grand in your account, you're blessed. Like, you're fine. You're good, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'd save up a lot of my money. I'd save up a lot of my money. Like, I'd, I'd have like three, four grand like, like sitting. And then I'd go spend on stupid stuff. But I wouldn't spend enough where it's like I'm at zero. Like, I'd spend enough where like I'll go, okay, I have three grand. Oh, even if I spend like like a, like a thousand, like when I bought my jacket, like I'm like, yeah. oh, that's fine if I spend a grand on a jacket because it a doesn't thousand dollars on a jacket because it eh? doesn't matter because I'm still gonna be over a grand. Yeah, or I'm still gonna be over two grand, right? So that was kind of my yeah. mentality, which was so stupid at the time. Now that I think about it, yeah. But um, when but then I kind of when I started at the bank, it was a whole like it just changed everything that I thought about. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna save. Save, 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 save. That's all I was going to do. Mm-hmm. All I thought about was like, you know what? I'm going to get my paycheck and I'm not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. I even like, I even, what I was going to do, I was going to give my PT, like my PTS to the MTO for my savings account. Oh, wow. Okay. And not my checking account. Yeah. I was going to give them my savings account, like, like yeah, yeah, deposit yeah, yeah, form yeah, because, exactly. because I was like, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. That's how like. In my mind, like it was Joe that just save every dollar you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for anyone obviously who doesn't know, a lot of like a lot of my friends do not. But for anyone who doesn't know, so I'm on internship right now. So I'm off school, um, which is so amazing. I just I finished my third year. I'm on internship, and then I go back to my fourth year after that. Um, so and it is a paid internship. A lot of people are very surprised that it's a paid internship. <laughs> I would not. I swear I would not be doing it if yeah. it wasn't. And like these days, paid internships are becoming more and more standard just because yeah. like people yeah, are yeah, demanding yeah. it. People, yeah, because it doesn't make sense for you to work for si- like minus 16 months. Yeah. A lot of people work four months probably like science or eight months or whatever. It doesn't make sense for you to work that long for, without yeah. pay. But anyways, that's beyond the point. So um, 
I knew around April, so we got, so I accepted my offer around like February, something like that, and I knew that I was going to have time on my hands because in my mind I was like, you know what, I'm just going to work the bank on weekends, do my internship, and then I thought, like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to have time on my hands. Mm-hmm. And Stefan kind of always brought up like real, like this real estate development thing at the bank. Like I remember like even the whole Bahamas thing when yeah. you were talking about like developing in Bahamas, all this stuff. So yeah. And I was always kind of interested, and I asked you, I don't know if you remember this, but I asked you, I remember this at the bank, I was like, how are you, how does someone get into what you're doing? Like, yeah. how does someone work with you? And you're like, oh, they're not getting paid right now, uh, but eventually after the project, we kind of do a split depending on what person does what. Yes, yeah. So in my mind, I was like, man, like, you know what? Like, I'm going to have time, time on my hands. Why don't I work with this guy? Mm-hmm. I was like, what's wor- like, what is worst case scenario? And I yeah. even told, like, I was talking to my friends about this. I'm like, what's worst case scenario? I waste time. Okay, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, You're still I, a young guy. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I, it's it's worth the risk of wasting uh, time. And, and, like, maybe the benefit is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then near exam time, I, I sat down with Stefan. I was like, Stefan, like, you know what, man? I want to just be a part of something. So my my mentality changed to I don't want to graduate university not being just a part of anything. I I I like the idea of working for for not not like for, not like for someone but working with someone on something bigger than just a normal 9 to 5. Yeah, normal I I just like the idea of of the potential of working with someone that it can like blow up and then you are actually now yeah a part of this and mm-hmm. you're a core part of it and not just like an employee mm-hmm. kind of thing. So seven, surprisingly, I don't know how, I don't know why, but surprisingly he said yes and actually like allowed <laughs> me to come on and stuff. Yeah. Um, Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> but <clears throat> thankfully it didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, um, yeah. So we, so we were at a point where we basically were, where we found this project and it was like some crazy project and it was one of the most like, in Tyson, this was a $19 million project yeah. in Barry. Yeah. It was going to make a lot of money. It was going to make a lot of money. It was going to mm-hmm. make a lot of money. But so then we were stuck on the, on the obviously, we were, for obvious reasons, it's $19 million. We were stuck on the capital part. We were, we were stuck on the money part. <laughs> it's $19 million. Yeah, it's $19 million. <laughs> so it's understandable that you don't have a lot of money to yeah, put in yeah, that. Yeah. So I texted a friend of mine who was an agent. And I was like, hey, um, I know you talked to me about like people who have money and stuff like that. Do you know like people who I can talk to? And she gave me a, she gave me this guy's Instagram called Jeff. Jeff yeah, Weibo. Jeff Weibo. Um, so he is so he's an agent in London. Yeah. Um, but he's like more of an investor type agent, like a like a real estate yeah. investor. Like he works with investors mainly. Um, and he's an investor himself. So, anyways, so he so obviously him being the selling person that he is. He sold me on oh right. yeah. <laughs> so so he didn't yeah. like even though it was completely different than than what we thought it was. We thought that you know what you go you pitch this pr- like you people yeah. just go and pitch projects and, and then they give you then, money yeah, and then people yeah and then people come <laughs> up and they're like hey like like we literally like we legitimately set up a whole presentation thing we yeah. set up everything and um and he goes he so he goes oh there's this real estate event come to it mm-hmm. um he's like come to come to the event. And we're like, okay, it was like three hundred bucks, and we're like, you know what? Let's try it. Why yeah, not? Let's risk because it. because if we end yeah if we end up getting a person like people who yeah. want to invest with us, that's, we're gonna make so much money. 
So we go. And this was April 24th. It was. Yeah. I'm 99% sure. It was April 24th. And it was completely different than what we thought it was. Yeah. It was. So it turns so, out. So, <laughs> yeah. It turns out that we thought that we were going to pitch. But essentially what it was, it was like a group of investors all over Ontario meeting together to just like discuss strategies, improve each other's mindsets. Like what basically inve- just what like. What real estate investing is. What, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and then also to my surprise, I've never seen so many people like under, I would say like 35 who are just like retired Reti- and like, like retire- retired yeah, and like, financially uh, free. like like financially free and like what their definition of retirement is like their in real estate investments like month by month their cash flow makes them enough where they don't actually Pay need to go expenses, yeah. yeah they don't need to go to work right yeah. so for example if if your if your work was paying you five grand a month for example and your investments are making five grand you now don't need to go to work for that five thousand dollars because your yeah your rental income is that Right. So unless you want to make 10 grand a month. Exactly. Right. So like that's where like we met a ton of like real estate investors. And we also uh, met this guy that I happen to have known before. His name is Corey, Corey McKinnon. And uh, how I knew Corey was Corey was actually the guy that hired me onto student works painting. And he's the one who had interviewed me on Western campus for that for that student works painting back in first year back in medical sciences so i was like oh hey like i didn't know this guy is in real estate he invests and so he sees me me and Bowser. he's like oh he's like like stefan whatever you know and then that's where we kind of hit it off uh and brief pause because uh uh there's a lot more coming up i just want to yeah 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 just i will cut that out i guess yeah where are you going oh We're good? Okay, so you're talking about Corey. Let's kind of fa- let's let's fast forward a little let's bit. Fast forward, yeah. Because we want to get to the actual how we got into the, the, the real estate, how we got our first property and stuff like that. Perfect. So fast forward, uh, we met uh, this real estate investor named Corey who happened to to uh, have known us, and Corey basically uh, had this coaching program and at the time you know like there were a bunch of coaching programs offered at this OREC event yeah. and w- we were deliberating but essentially we like locked down Corey because we just thought so I uh, kind of just a little bit of I guess background with that like we were so the things that we found out were mind-blowing by the way that's the yeah. thing like it's not that we just we just you were like you know what let's just hire someone for this stuff like we we started learning things that were like how does this yeah, like, happen? Yeah, like it was, it was some of the most simple things, but it's like one of the most challenge. Like it's, it sounds simple. Mm-hmm. It is really difficult, but it's just one of those things that you listen to and you're just like, why would I not do this? Yeah, like why on earth would I not do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we start yeah, so we kind of like became like so we were just absorbing all this knowledge, and then we ended up. Um, so yeah, again, like like seven seven. Yeah, so so yeah, yeah. So so uh, we signed on uh, Corey as our coach and mentor, and the reason being is like whenever you're jumping into uh, a brand new industry and you really want to expedite your your success, having a mentor can be a catalyst for that success. People don't appreciate mentors enough. People did not. Yeah, people do not appreciate mentorship enough. As in, I got made fun of when I when really? I really yeah no actually I, yeah, same when I told people same, that I yeah paid, yeah that like I paid, I paid for, for a real estate coach. Everyone's like. Why, why would you pay for a real estate coach? Like, yeah. like, 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 why not go learn it off of YouTube and like save money? And, and no, like, I realize that if you find someone in your industry who has the foresight, the experience, and the knowledge to allow you to avoid the same pitfalls that maybe they made, 
you can quickly expedite your, 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 your success. It's the exact same reason why, like, the top athletes have coaches, For right? Sure. All top athletes have coaches, and, and it's because coaches can, like, sharpen you. They can, they can realize where you lack, right, and come and, and maybe give you tips and tricks and sometimes resources to make sure that you're, like, you know, at your peak performance, and we knew that if we're coming into real, this real estate game as young guys and we want to be taken seriously, we need to be at peak performance, right? And so that is kind of why we brought in a coach very, very early on into our business. Uh, so fast forward, like the first three months, we thought, oh, like we sat on a coach and maybe like a couple of days later, we'll like buy a property, <laughs> yeah. right? So we were hungry as hell because we knew that there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of things you, uh, you can do once you actually get in, in the real estate investment game. And we want, we were hungry. I, I remember that because, like, you know, we thought, like, okay, we're, we're going to get our, uh, the house the first month. You know, fast forward, and it was, like, three months of just dryness, right? But then during that time, we were, it, we were doing well, it was some... Well, cr- like, it was three months of all learn, like, of learning. Of learning, yes. So May, yeah. end of May, June, July, end of August. So it was four months of just... It's not necessarily dryness. It was more just of... All it was was us learning and structuring our business in specific ways to to prepare for to prepare for us. And we and we at the time were a little bit like not necessarily frustrated, but we were just frustrated, I guess, at the fact that we wanted to get a property so bad that that we didn't realize what it took, I guess. And we were so frustrated, like we 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 need a property, I guess, more of it. Exactly. So. Yeah, like uh, I agree with you. Like it wasn't really dryness. Like it was more like preparation for what was coming. Yeah, right. And I yeah. think it was necessary preparation for sure. Because like like now now looking back, I think those were extremely foundational. Like that was an extremely foundational period for our business. And 100%. I don't think we would be where we're, we're at without that foundational knowledge. Definitely. So like to anyone watching this right now, whenever you're jumping into a new industry, like like real estate, for example. Make sure to get the fundamental knowledge down and make sure you under, you understand that. You know what else I would say? And I didn't understand this until recently. So mm-hmm. if you do decide, again, to make this like... So a lot of people that are probably listening to this will just want to learn, I guess, and not necessarily go into real estate investing, but they just want to learn about real estate and, and kind of delve into it at some point in their life. But if you do decide that you want to do real estate, know the, the lane that you want to take. Because I remember in the beginning, Corey used to always ask us like, what's, so, what, so what do you guys stra- want to do? Yeah, do what strategy? Yeah. Like, he's like, do you want to wholesale? Do you want to do birds? Do you want to do flips? Do you want to do multifamily? Do you want to do single? Do you, and all these questions. And in my mind, I'm like, why are we being so specific? Like, whatever whatever works out, however it works, it works kind of thing. Yeah, which which but kind of helped us like jump and fast forward things early it on. It help us fast forward. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there's some things that we could have been better at if we focus on a specific yeah. avenue. Yeah, exactly. Like like for example, had we like focused on like wholesaling, right? I I feel like one we we would have been getting a larger volume of like private deals right now that we would have access to. But because you know, we focus on wholesaling for maybe a shorter period of time and then, just and then quickly transition into just buying, you know, uh, buying a property uh, and like holding it and making cash on it we didn't really get to explore wholesaling as deep as we could have. Mm-hmm. But also it's because we realized that, okay, wholesaling is, is a hustler's game. You know, like there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. And we also wanted to grow our business in a way where we could also start making it a little bit more autonomous, right? Yeah. 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 So um, let's talk about our first, our first property. So again, 
This is Jeff. I don't know how he keeps. I don't know how this keeps happening with Jeff. I mean, it was Jeff. Good for him. I, I'm. I'm a fan of Jeff. Um, Keep on killing it, Jeff. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> so he does this thing called yeah. a, uh, called a limo tour. Um, yeah, like a Weibo limo tour. And the first time I ever heard about it was at this event, and he, they already did it. They already finished the limo tour, and he came and and then he he was talking about how he got so much not not so much hate, but there was hate that came out of it because people were commenting about the fact that like, Oh, all these rich people like just think that they can drive around in a bus and go look at houses and, stuff like that and, and just keep buying people's properties. Cause obviously they didn't understand what it was. They didn't understand that it was literally people who want to already sell their property. Mm-hmm. So, so why like literally what they do is they go around in a, in a bus um, and they go through private deals that the owners already want to sell and they go through private deals and then they just kind of look at it, talk about it. And then if you want to put an offer, you put an offer at the end. So the first deal that we got was through that. And it was kind of an, not an accident, but I didn't really, we didn't really expect it to happen. Yeah. Um, the limo tour was August 24th, uh, 25th. And I remember that because it was the day after my birthday. Um, and we didn't get a property. I was kind of frustrated because I wanted to get a property before my 21st birthday. But that's okay. <laughs> um, so I turned 21 on the 24th and the 25th was the limo tour. And yeah. we're going through all these properties. We're going through all these properties and we go through a condo, a townhouse near Fanshawe. And I talked to a guy before going into it and I was like, hey, like, would you ever buy a condo? And he's like, no. He's like, for the price, for the price that you can get a condo, um, you can get a multifamily home or you can get a single family home, which is just better. So that's kind of the mindset I went, I went into it. So whatever I, we went into, it was, it, it smelled really bad because it was like dog piss before yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so a, <laughs> a, a little bit about our first property. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a private deal off the Weibo limo tour. Uh, the other thing is the previous tenants. So, so not the owners, uh, because the, the owners kind of left this property and, and like almost forgot about it. They literally didn't even, they forgot they, that they, they had forgot it. They forgot that they had it. That's how. That's how. That's how crazy it is. Like, like imagine forgetting that you have an over two hundred thousand dollar asset, and you just, oh yeah, I forgot about it. That 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 thing over there, yeah, what is that? You know. So, but it needed a lot of work. Uh, in that the tenants at the time they had uh two Rottweilers, and they would lock one of them upstairs, and and they just like peed everywhere like the amount of pee that was that was done by that dog was almost over like 10 grand worth of damages i would say because the piss not only was it like on the main floors it actually went into the sub floors and for those of you who don't know the sub floors are the floors beneath your actual floorboards that you know and below that you actually just have nothing right you actually have the planks that hold your actual floor up so as in this dog had caused damage to the actual subfloors and that was just the upstairs one the downstairs one they would also lock the second rottweiler down there right and of course uh, uh because it was like the basement a little bit more damp there was just this tinge this this smell that just lingered around and i remember for the first little bit <laughs> like we would go there and just like spray it down with uh, uh with it the didn't sl- do anything it, uh, well like lo- long term it did but it's just like immediately like it just smelled the exact same like basil and i would go and and spray this like enzyme that was supposed to like kill off the odor the odor but did not work at all you know, so um, going so when I went there originally again yeah. when we were actually doing the tour, 
Jeff said that the owner is willing, so something called willing, willing to hold the mortgage. And I didn't know what that meant because mm-hmm. again, we were kind of, I was still kind of learning. And again, that, that means a VTB, a so vendor, vendor take back take mortgage. Take back mortgage. We're going to get into that. That's we're going to that, get into that. But a vendor deep. take back mortgage, essentially very high level is where the owner becomes the bank and they lend and you they lend you the money, the mortgage. So mm-hmm. no credit checks. You don't really have to show them any like like they don't. It's not it's not like a bank. Like they're they're just the owners, and they're like, you know what? We don't need the cash up front, so you can just pay us monthly uh, for however many years uh, with five percent. So ours again, very high level. It was a ten year um, ten year term, mm-hmm. five year um, interest amortized over 25 years mm-hmm. um, and they held uh, 93% of the mortgage. Now, normally owners don't hold that much. That's we, It's yeah. a unicorn of a deal. Yes. And like, it's, it's such a rare deal that like, like, like I, I look at real estate guys like John Kepler and like Adam Martin and like these guys who specialize in vendor take back mortgages. Like it was similar to what they did. It was similar to what like real estate investors who were like 20, 30 years older than us were doing. And yeah. we got this on our first deal. And crazy, Again, absolutely crazy. Mentorship, mentorship thing. Oh, and we got our first three months interest free. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, no, pr- no, uh, principal, principal only. only. So yeah. it was super cheap. Anyways, um, so that's where mentorship, that's where the mentorship comes in. Because without Corey, we, first of all, Corey is the one that even brought to my attention that we should do this yeah, deal. Yeah, that, hey, maybe like analyze numbers again. Yeah, it's, sec- yeah and, mm-hmm. and the terms, and the terms Corey helped us with. So like, it's, it just shows the, like we wouldn't have gone and it's, and it's our most profitable property right now. Exactly. And it's, and it's ridiculous the yeah. amount of money we're making off it. It's yeah. stupid. We shouldn't be, but whatever. <laughs> we um, shouldn't be making that much no, money. No, <laughs> we honestly shouldn't, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of our first property. Yeah. And then 16 days later. Yes. Wait. Yeah. 16 days later, right? Or no, no, no. no 16, nine, 19 days later. 19 days later. 19 days later. We ended up getting another duplex. So we got another one. Yeah. And that one was we bought off a wholesaler named, named Mike. Um, and it was an expensive one. We did end up having to pay a lot more than we thought because our mortgage broker kind of, we don't want to talk a lot about it, but, but, we, <laughs> but we ended up getting a little bit burned by it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got so 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 understand like, and this is what we re- realize that learning experience, right? L- like learning, but then also it's like you know the failures, and like it's not just a walk in the park when you like get into investing. You know, there are like downsides to it as well. There are times where you will get burnt, right? And it's a matter of like how do you deal with it? Yeah. How do you mitigate it so that it never happens again? Hundred percent. And like for us, we realize that having a killer team. And having like oh for sure like having a group of people who they know what you're doing and they're behind you is the key difference between like a successful investor and like someone who's you know just, normal, just yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and for us we quickly realized on the second deal that we did not have like an A level you know mortgage broker at the time and even contractor and stuff we didn't we like even the contractor that we use yeah oh oh exactly so right we, yeah so a, we, mortgage worker c- contractor just like the mm-hmm. the list of people that we had on our team at the time was not like a level right and that was just a painful learning experience i but, think but hey again yeah. we learned we learned and it was it was a learning experience so we got so we ended up getting a duplex on on Egerton 
Um, and that one, that one is, so we ended up getting it for really cheap. We ended up getting it for one, uh, surprisingly, I don't know how, I honestly don't know how, but we got it for one ninety. Um, it does need work, but the tenants are moving out, um, in May. And the reason we know that is because they signed something called an N11. An N11 mm-hmm. form is essentially something that if your tenants sign, that means you can kick them out the day that they're supposed to get, they're supposed to leave. And if they don't. You can literally get the cops and they will force them out. get them out, yeah. But that's only if you sign an N11. So that one, uh, that one again, came from a wholesaler. Um, and now I guess a big question that I get a lot is, so how were you able to get these mortgages? How were you able to finance like, How did you get? Yeah. Because we're on our third property. Yeah. So. so let's dive into that. You know, like, uh, like a lot of people think that you need a lot of money to start. Uh, and like, I think... It all depends on like what strategy you want to jump into, right? So, for example, if you don't have a lot of money, uh, or actually, even better, imagine you have no money, zero dollars in your bank account, right? One of the best strategies how you can get started in real estate with zero dollars is wholesaling. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about joint venturing. Well, uh, that's when I said, but but I think like even easier where it's just hustle, I think wholesaling. So for anyone who wants to jump into real estate, one of the best ways to start is through this strategy called wholesaling. So what wholesaling is, it is essentially, number one, finding a motivated seller. And this is a motivated private seller. So this is not, you know, you go on realtor.ca and like, you know, find, yeah, whatever. No, no, properties. this is you actually hustle to find someone who, for example, like, like someone who's going through a divorce. Uh, this is a very extreme case, but uh, I'll just use it as an example. Fifty percent of marriages. What do you mean extreme oh, case? Oh, okay. Fifty <laughs> percent of Sad marriages end in divorce. <laughs> anyways, so people going through a divorce, for example, uh, very uh, yeah, crazy case. But anyways, it happens very frequently. If you're going through a divorce, for example, you might not be as inclined to sell through a realtor. Simply because not only uh, are there realtor fees or commissions that you're gonna you're gonna pay when you go to sell, yeah. but also just you know staging and like the whole the whole open house and and you might not want the whole neighborhood walking in at, at you, uh, and seeing your tattered frames and all that and and be and like word getting out of that oh snap like John is really going through it today you yeah. know yeah. so because of that uh, most people who who are going through a divorce for example they might actually be more inclined to sell privately. And what selling privately is, is like basically just selling without a realtor, right? Not only do you save on commission, save on the hassle, and like you just you, you get your house as is. Typically, when you, you, when you sell to an investor, you get cash up front, right? Which even though you might be sacrificing on the market value of your house, and what I mean by that is typically investors like us, we offer 10, 20, 30% below market value because we're looking for good deals, Right. So as someone who's selling it and you're going through a divorce, you're taking a little bit of a loss, but the what you're getting is that you're getting that cash up front and typically quicker, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to get it into wholesaling and let's say you find, you know, Mr. Jones who, let's say we know his house is worth $100,000, easy, easy numbers. You talk Mr. Jones down to $70,000, right? So you've now talked Mr. Jones down $30,000, right? You sign a contract called an agreement of purchase and sale. And 
this is basically just me we walking you through a deal. I mean, yeah, we don't have to go. Like, but, I mean, but, yeah, but anyways, anyways, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. finish it, because you might as well. We'll keep a high level for the most part. Oh, but yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Essentially, once you lock that contract down, right, you find one of us, let's say if it's Basil, myself, you, you call us up, you're like, hey, guys, you know, uh, I just I just found Mr. Jones's property. I locked down for, for, for 70K, and it's it's a deal you, you can buy right now and make 30 grand, but I, I might charge a finder's like fee 5, of, of $5,000. So me, yeah, I'll, so it's called a wholesale fee, and this is how wholesalers make their money. They charge that assignment fee. So... Me, Stefan, the investor, right? I'll go ahead and pay seventy-five k, $5,000 of that I'll give cash up front to like the wholesaler. Yeah. And then I end up closing on the property for 70 grand. I'm happy because I get a property that's $30,000 below market value. The wholesaler is happy, which is you guys, all right? You're happy you, 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 <laughs> or, yeah. or, or you, whoever's listening. You're happy that you, you charge your five, you get that $5,000 in your pocket, right? And then the sellers are happy because they agree to the contract anyway, so they're going to get paid. Right? Well, not really, like, they but like really, yeah. they might not necessarily be the be the happiest, but essentially it's like their property, you know, gets moved on and like they can move on with their life. That is essentially what wholesaling is. And it's one of the strategies that you can start uh, with almost no money, no credit, no like like just from pure hustle, just finding motivated sellers and connecting them to investors or buyers and charging a fee in the middle. You're almost like a middleman. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what like Mike did with us. Like yes, right, exactly. Second property. So, um, I'll go back to that, I'll go back to that point of like people. People are surprised that they're like, "Wait, how did how did these guys have three properties? I don't get it. Like, how did you get the mortgages and stuff like that?" So, our first one because it was a VTB, we didn't need to do credit checks. We didn't need to do no like it, because it's a VTB. It doesn't matter what we have outside of like outside of that. Mm-hmm. We could have had a million houses. But we could still do a VTB because it doesn't matter because it's private, it's private, right? And a lot of people think that means like it's a private lender. Mm-hmm. They think that the interest rate. So, so, so a VTB and private lending is different. Private lending is like, hey, you need a hundred thousand dollars. He's a hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna charge you twelve percent interest. Again, very yeah. High as level. in because he's not a bank, he is just an individual lending with just out money. money. Yeah, yeah, with money, but. Um, but a vendor take back, you're literally, and a lot of people, and again, another big question. So who owns the house? So the people who buy, so it. the people who buy it mm-hmm. own the house because I now are paying you monthly principal and interest. And I gave you your 7% down, but now I'm giving it to the owner instead of the bank. Cause the owner didn't want cash up front. He didn't care for cash up front because he's, first of all, he has a, a lot of money. Second of all, he wanted to defer his capital gains and this helps deferring your capital gains. So, so that's basically why. So that was our first one. Second one, my sister wanted to get into real estate and I knew she wanted to get into real estate and I found a deal that real estate we probably could have done ourselves, but I wanted to get her into it and get her involved with this whole project that we're kind of working on. Um, and then she's the one that got approved for the mortgage. She had most of the down payment and then there you go. And then now we're basically doing yeah. everything. We brought the deal. We brought so the that team. is we almost equivalent to like what is called as a joint venture partnership. That's essentially what uh, joint venture. Yeah, uh, what we did. And like a joint venture is this, you know. So typically in real estate, you need three things for a real estate deal to to happen, right? So you need the deal, the people, you know, you know, if it's contractors, lawyers, you know, mortgage broker agents, and then the money, right? And the rules of the game are: is if you have two of these, the third one will always come. Right. So as in if you have the deal and the people, the money will come. 
right? If you have the money and the people, the deal will come. Yeah. And, and so forth. And so when it comes to like a joint venture partnership, it's like we found a deal that was extremely uh, lucrative. We had the people and still have the people who can like help us renovate it, make it, you know, uh, worth what it is or it can be. And so because we had that ready, it's just a matter of finding the money partner. Right. And you would be surprised once you jump into real estate, there's money, money is the easiest thing to get. 100%. Like like now that we're both in the real estate game, I think we we can say this as a matter of fact, like money is the easiest thing to get. The hardest thing to get is the deal because that is the investment vehicle that is going to make us all money. Right. So because in real estate, unlike other, you know, investment vehicles like stocks and stuff like that, if you buy a stock, you buy it and then you wait for it to go up and then you sell and then you make the cash. Like yeah. like with stocks, you, you realize your gains when you sell. In real estate, it's it's a little bit backwards in that you secure your profits when you buy, not when you sell. What I mean by that, because you cannot control what the market is going to be a year from now, two years from now. Like, hey, if you buy a house and, and worth a hundred thousand dollars, who knows what 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 it's going to be? Maybe the, worth three thousand. Who knows, yeah. right? So the only thing you can con- control is what you can get it for. Yeah. So in real estate, you secure your profits by talking the owner or whoever down as low as possible and securing it for the best price possible, right? So that you secure your profits. So for example, if a house is worth $100,000, my goal is to lock it down at $70,000. That way, I know if the market goes down by $30,000, um, I've broken good. even. Yeah, you're still you know? good. Exactly. Or, uh, or like right now, if I want to exit, I make 30 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is the one difference in with real estate that I've seen outside of like stocks and, and bonds and all that. And then the other thing is like the cash flow for young guys. I think cash flow is king. 100 percent. Cash flow is because the king. appreciation will come. Yeah. Eventually the appreciation will come. But if you're trying to if you're trying to get that extra income through school, through whatever you need to pay for your car, you need to pay for whatever. Cash flow is important. Yeah. Um, I find that actually for, for, for all ages, like cash flow is like important because it's like... The you younger, f- the better. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, essentially like let's say if you had a car payment that was, I don't know, 500 bucks and your rental property nets you 500 bucks, you now have a cash inflow matching up with a cash outflow and that those can kind of like pay each other off. Right. And like this, th- this is how kind of, you know, these real estate guys define retirement is that, you know, they might have $10,000 of expenses. Then their goal is like, okay, let me make sure my rental properties make $10,000 yeah. net. Right. So that like those cash inflow and cash outflow balance each other out. And then our third, and then our third mortgage is basically we had uh, Stefan's mom as a guarantor, uh, which helped obviously a lot because us being on contract. So Stefan is part time. I'm part time and on a contract. So I work. TD and the MTO, mm-hmm. um, the Ministry of Transportation, um, but I'm on contract, which is the issue, which mm-hmm. does not help. Um, so me being on contract and part-time and then Stefan also being on part-time, there wasn't really, a, and us already having two properties, it, um, or no, just one property. Well, two oh. properties, but we're not on the second one on, on the, the mortgage. Yeah. Money is, so. Um, so for us already having a property, it was really, 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 really tough for us to get anything um, like, like a decent good. mortgage, yeah. But yeah. so luckily, we ended up getting Stefan's mom, who was a guarantor, who helped us a lot. Thank um, you, Mama. And that basically helped us get our third <laughs> mortgage. And yeah, I think that's something that people struggle with is how to get that first one. Like, you just need to talk to 
like your parents, your old, like your yeah. your older siblings. A lot like, of people don't know that you might have hidden access to cash or capital, with, like, like, like around man, you. Like the, right? the amount of people that like ask your parents, literally the most simple question: How much have you paid off the house? Pull out a home equity line of credit, mm-hmm. and there you go. There's your down payment. Yeah. Like yeah, and essentially, hey, be smart with that home equity line credit. Do not go and spend it on a vacation or no, a second don't. cottage. No. It needs to go towards an investment because that investment is going to be an asset that pays off for that liability. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's basically how we ended up getting to our third. Uh, our third, we're not going to talk. Uh, the only reason we can't talk about how we got it is because we'll probably get fired if we do. Like Fairfax, yeah, we're not we're not we really allowed yeah. to. Yeah. I don't think. Anyways, anyways, without risking uh, any any of our jobs. But basically, <laughs> we 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 took advantage of an of a situation that we're in, um, and <laughs> and we just used That's it. That's the most vague thing ever. Like, <laughs> we just we took an advantage of a situation where okay, who, like, who, who from yeah. who from TD's gonna listen to? No, 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 no actually, nah, 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 no, 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 listen, no, no, hey, hey, let's not jeopardize anything, so we took advantage of a situation we were in, go on. Anyways, and then, and then, yeah, <laughs> so I was in contact with this lady um, for, like, she told me to talk to her in a month, a month came by, Yeah. I called her, I was like, hey, you told me to call you in a month, she goes, call me in two weeks, and at that point, I was kind of in my mind, like, okay, yeah, this lady is not serious, but then I ended up calling her in two weeks, and... We actually ended up getting it, which was really surprising and really gratifying because it was a whole two-month process. Um, even longer, it was like a two-and-a-half-month process. So it was pretty exciting to finally get it. And that was our third one. And now, and we thought we wanted to go on a little bit of a break because it was way too much and it happened really, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we actually were going through a period of time where, like, I remember Dece- December was hectic. Oh, my God. It was I like, did really? not stop moving in December. No, it was the worst. Oh, my God. There was just so much going on. So um, much going on because, like, just, uh, and, like, that's the other thing about, like, growth and like growing a business at the same time of like like while investing because like because it's like we're almost trying to do two things at once yeah. because we're trying to like in, in, like increase and expand our portfolio at the same time we're trying to build a business right because it's like sure we'll, like like there might be stuff that that's needed on the investment side but there's also stuff that's needed like for capstone and like the business and like handling both plus a full-time job you know uh, like like a full internship plus you i remember you were working like eight to eight yeah i mean on I, most was, days. I was yeah i was yeah because i don't know why i was doing that 12 hour shifts every single day this guy was working crazy um so We'll end it off. I guess we'll end it off on that. That was a yeah. lot. We'll, we'll do. We'll do a quick a part two. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do a quick take. Like we'll do quick takeaways. Okay. Also, we are finally a business. We are finally a registered business, uh, which is exciting. Stefan has already done it before with other companies. It's my first time, so I'm excited and I'm happy. Um, hey, congratulations on your first you. business. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and then. So I guess we'll, so yeah. kind of like leading off with that, with the whole JV thing, if anyone uh, wants to work with us, work with us, if anyone has a mortgage venture. that doesn't know what to do with it, if anyone has money for a down payment that they don't know what to do with, hit us up. Um, also, if you have deals that you have, or if you, or if you know anyone who wants to sell a property, let us know. We we'll have referral fees, finders fees. Exactly. I think we're gonna say this at the end of every episode. Okay. I think we'll do that. Yeah. We'll try and we'll try somehow and like make it into yeah into. It. So we'll do a quick takeaway. Okay. Uh, very quick because I think we've been recording for a while now. Um. But we'll do it. We'll do a quick takeaway. Um. We'll we'll do your you first and then we'll go with me. Yeah. Uh. My biggest takeaway uh is the thing that made me change 
uh, from medical sciences to real estate and, and whatever. It's just knowledge, right? Uh, I find that the more you learn, the more you earn. Uh, and if that's the case, it's like investing in yourself is the best thing to do early on to kind of like basically like jumpstart your success. 100%. Right. And I, f- I find that every single time I've invested in myself, the return on investment, if we're talking about like investment terms, the ROI on myself cannot be quantified. Because I will continue to hustle. I will continue to like do things, you know, like like long after my investments, you know, have stopped working for me, right? So always begin by investing in yourself, investing in your own knowledge, investing in your own education. It's the best thing you can do. Um, I was I was I was going to talk about mentorship. Oh, that's also beautiful. But you, but I guess you kind of brought that up, like just investing in your in your own knowledge, and I guess that comes with mentorship. My thing is, um. I just just ask ask the right people the right questions. Um, Oof, yes. I, I again like I, the main reason we're even doing this specific episode so early is because we we wanted to wait. We wanted to wait for a while to even talk about real estate. We wanted to do more of like the other stuff, but um the like because I'm getting a lot of questions from yes. a lot of different people about a lot of things to do with real estate. Um, and I guess my biggest thing is like ask the right questions to people who who know what they're doing yeah um because you won't start until you know what you're doing no one especially in real estate no one is going to start no one is going to invest in a property without having some sort of knowledge and the only way you can get that knowledge is by asking people um so i guess that's my biggest like my biggest yeah my biggest takeaway is just start just do it because man like we, I didn't even, this all happened. This all happened. This whole journey, this whole thing. The span of what? It sounds like it's been a long time. Like it sounds like it's been like three or four years. Yeah. Man, it started in May. It started yeah, in May of the, Yeah, yeah. We still have not hit a year. No, we haven't hit yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. And we're growing crazy. So, so yeah. my thing is like, just start it. Like just start. If you want to buy your first property, man, if you don't like even like ignore real estate, just in general. If there's anything you want to do, like just start it because it will take you where you want to go. And at least worst case scenario, you try it and then you find out if you actually like it or not. And yeah. if it's actually worth your time. Mm-hmm. And if it is, congratulations. You just found something that you want to do. And if you don't, hey, move on. On to the next thing. Don't worry about it. But my thing is just like, just start what you want to do. Just start. Just And even even if that means not getting like... Even if that means you wanting to work with someone and not getting paid for it, even if that means like like people don't realize that like all these people that we're working with, mm-hmm. like Mo, like all you like they they are working with us not for money. They like we don't like you know what I mean. They're not yeah. getting paid for money. I mean they're they're literally they want to they want to work with us because they want to learn and, and because the they want to develop well, yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so. We'll end off on that. And um, again, like, subscribe, comment. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Uh, We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'm not too sure if we're on anything else. Jacob will probably let me know after. But we're on Apple, Spotify, and and YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe on all of them. I don't know if you can even do that on all of them, but whatever. Um, And again, hit us up. uh, Capstone Investments. Capstone Investments on IG. Um, And yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys hopefully next week and, uh, yeah, take care. Cheers.